You're listening to Once, episode 236, The Brothers Jones, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron. And we just finished watching this episode, The Brothers Jones, which was uh, an interesting episode, I think, not as exciting as some of the others, but did have some cool things to it that we'll certainly dig into in a lot more depth in our upcoming full discussion. But Aaron, what did you think of this episode? Well, I didn't know that that was the title of this episode until you just said it. And I had a note about that because I was like, it just doesn't have the same ring to it as the Brothers Grimm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a good episode. I enjoyed a lot of the backstory that we got, but it was a little slow. And the whole Henry situation is still really annoying to me, although he did rectify that by the end. So, Yeah. And... Well, it's great to see Bob is back, the pen, whom we have affectionately named Bob. And (laughs) that Henry can write the story was what I thought was going to be the point in the first place. Like that the apprentice would say, Henry, you need to write the story so that the heroes can know what Hades is trying to hide from everyone. But instead, no, it's you need to find the book. Well, the, the apprentice didn't say that, but Henry could have written the book, the whole book. Yeah, I'm still very confused about the author and the power and what the apprentice wants from him and what Henry can do. Like, can he, when he became the author, does he suddenly become somebody who can find out a bunch of information that he could normally not get? Or he's only going to be able to write what he knows as Henry, but his storybook has everything in it. Things that one author seemingly couldn't possibly know. Well, I think uh, now that we know that the quill is a living entity, that's why we named it Bob, it seems that it's not actually the author who has to know the stories, but Bob knows the stories. And Bob needs to be used by the author in order to record the stories. Like you watch in the previous season when we got to see the author writing things, it wasn't always that he was necessarily writing the exact words. He was, for the most part, just running the quill across the page. And that's not just for their special effects, but I think it's that he was more just letting the quill do it, the writing, while he was being the instrument to make it possible in a sense, like kind of like, it's almost like a symbiotic relationship, maybe that the the quill needs the author, the author needs the quill, the author doesn't have as much power with or the author doesn't have any power without the quill. But the quill itself is the thing doing the recording. And the author is just the instrument in this case. If that's the case, then hopefully they're able to find out the information that they need. Now that Henry's going to do what he's been intended to do since the author was the authorship was given to him. And then that kind of that storyline can, can progress in a way that makes sense. That's what I, that's my hope for that storyline. Yeah. And I think that Henry could be the key to writing everyone out of the underworld. After all, it seemed like it might work for Cruella. So why don't they just do that? But if he's just recording and not actually writing, then 
that will only work if they're meant if they somehow find another way out. I guess that's true. Captain Silver, you think Long John Silver? <laughs> that seems to be a popular opinion in the chat room. I I don't think he had a wooden leg. No, he didn't seem to. Neat to see another captain in. We've heard before about Liam and Killian's adventures uh, when they went to Neverland and all of that. I do wonder, does this completely line up? I think it does, because I think I remember they're talking about how they joined the Navy for honor back in the episode when we got to meet Liam in the first place. It surprised me. It was so far back in the timeline. Um, We were talking about that in the chat room during the episode with Keb was in the chat room who manages the timeline on the website. And um, I was saying, wasn't this hundreds of years ago that this happened? And they confirmed that because Keb said that's before Rumpelstiltskin became the Dark One, before Neverland, before all of that. Um, And I wonder, there was another reference that made me think of Wonderland in that storyline, which was um, Hook saying that Liam saved him from the boiling sea, which is a total Wonderland reference. So I was wondering if that's what the storm was that they were going into, but I would definitely have to watch again to to gain all the benefits of the information they'd given us. Yeah, I think the boiling sea is what Hook was calling Mount Doom. Oh, at the end when they were both going to go into the fire? Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's when Liam sacrificed himself to save Hook from that boiling sea. Boiling sea. So it's just a, an expression and not an actual reference to right. Wonderland. Yeah, I think so. Although for the <laughs> Wonderland fans, it is a nice little <laughs> nod maybe. I had typed in chat as soon as the episode started, the time has come, the walrus said, and that whole poem. And then the end is, and why the sea is boiling hot. (laughs) Ah, Nice. I miss Wonderland. Do you miss Zelina? No. uh. (laughs) (laughs) So Zelina and Hades had something. When she was green. Yeah. I'm so annoyed. Okay, so I kind of had a feeling that Zelina might be coming back because I follow some people on Instagram that I probably shouldn't follow. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of done with that. I'm over that storyline. <laughs> she keeps coming back. <laughs> well, I think that uh, it's more plausible to understand that she might have some kind of deal going with Hades. And that's why I think it is. It's probably a deal, not a romantic relationship. Uh, maybe. Yeah. She does kill a lot of people, right? Yeah, true. So that could be their their dealings. He seems to like people being killed. In our upcoming full discussion, we'll dig into more detail to look at that screenshot to see the page of the book and try and figure out where are they? Because I couldn't quite tell from the brief look at that photo but i want to know where were they when they were having that dealing between the two of them and what is the deal that hades wants to hide and how is that somehow his weakness Hmm. yeah i liked i liked that part about him ripping the pages out and how it mirrored regina and i liked that part of this uh this episode and i wish we had gotten kind of a better look at at the pages i think we'll get to uh, when we see henry rewriting some of the stuff And certainly when we go back, I'll look at the screenshots very closely to see if we can read anything from the story. But I'm guessing 
based on the way that screenshots of the storybook have gone so far, it's probably just the golden bird all over again, because that's the fairy tale that they use for almost every shot of the books. <laughs> they must just have the golden bird story printed over and over and over in this book, except for the few times when we get to actually see the words as they correspond with the story. And speaking of being printed over and over and over again, we print our thanks over and over again because you support this podcast over and over again, and we could not do it without you. You are better than the golden bird to this podcast because you support the podcast, and we are very grateful for that. So for this episode, I'd like to thank Lisa Slack and David Newland and our 28 heroes on Patreon. Thank you very much for kindly supporting the podcast. If you want to be a hero for the podcast, go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. The best way to support the podcast financially is to support us through Patreon. When you do that, then you get access to some cool bonus content. Like you get our raw, unedited, full of mistakes and bloopers and funny behind the scenes stuff sometimes. You get that version of our podcast available that you can watch and see us react to some of these things. You also get the spoilers ahead of time. You get to hear the bloopers from our podcast, the kind of stuff that we edit out that ends up sometimes being absolutely hilarious. And there have been some really funny ones recently, some really enjoyable things. So go over to onespodcast.com slash hero to support the podcast and you'll get access to that stuff that's now posted on a regular basis. And special thanks to my executive assistant, and wife, Jenny, for posting those things over on Patreon. So if you want to support the podcast and get access to that cool bonus stuff, go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. One of the things I think really interesting that we learned from this is the nature of Hades' magic and his limitations. He can apparently come to the overworld, as I believe he called it, Yeah, But he can't use his magic to the fullest. It seems like he can't use his magic to hurt anyone, but he can use it to selectively save people and do a few other random things like grabbing the eye of the storm or lighting candles, that kind of thing. Yeah, it makes me wonder what his plans are with Rumpelstiltskin's and Belle's baby if he actually chooses to take some kind of action in the overworld. with regards to that. Because my inkling is that he's all talk, all bark and no bite, and that he really can't do anything to the baby so long as it's in the overworld. Yeah, that's probably true. Because he couldn't take those sailors down. They had to die, and he couldn't cause them to die. This is kind of the first instance where Rumpelstiltskin seems to not know everything about somebody. So it seems like you know, Hook, or at least Hook's brother had this knowledge about Hades, and it seems Zelina has this knowledge about Hades, but it doesn't seem like Rumpelstiltskin had any kind of knowledge at all, which seems strange seeing as how long he was the Dark One and providing, maybe maybe Hades never had to intervene because Rumpelstiltskin was always happy to kill people for him. But yeah. It seems odd because that's a major shift in power that we haven't often seen in the show. It's not often Rumpelstiltskin's the one in the dark. Right. And I think that's because Hades doesn't intervene all that much, except when he sees an opportunity, like what he saw with Liam. Do you think that the book is the embodiment of hope there in the underworld as it is in the overworld? 
Or oh, do yeah. you think it's the opposite? I feel like it should be the opposite. Should be the opposite. Yeah, that would make sense. And it would be cool if it contained different stories than the other storybook does. Because it seems like Henry would have the storybook memorized with as much as he studied it as a younger kid. Yeah. Like if Hades existed in, at any point in the Enchanted Forest, you would think Henry would at least have knowledge of him. Right. And probably didn't like Regina read Henry's book too. Yeah, and she did. She at least read point. enough. Yeah. To take out her own pages. <laughs> that was, I really enjoyed the um, relationship aspects of the show with, among the Charmings and Regina. Um, Robin Hood was nowhere to be found tonight, but just the banter and the comments about Henry acting like a teenager and his bonding with Charming and don't argue with your mother or your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And seeing Henry voicing his deep desire that he wants to stop being rescued. So there goes the third <laughs> act fallback for Save Henry. And he wants to be a hero. I just feel like that's kind of always where he's at. He he did that last season when he he rescued everybody last season. So it seems like he just regresses into that because that's always kind of what he's where he's been ever mm -hmm. since the the pilot when he wanted to save Storybrooke. Yeah. What an awkward and embarrassing <laughs> scene <laughs> between <laughs> David and Cruella. <laughs> And even when David found out about Mary Margaret and the other David, <laughs> the other <laughs> sheriff, it was the equivalent of the we were cursed. Yeah. Thought it was you. <laughs> <laughs> Is he as good of a kisser? Uh, never mind. I don't want to know. <laughs> that interaction made me wonder if we're going to see uh, Ruth in the underworld. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, because we do have to question who has unfinished business and who doesn't. I feel like she shouldn't because wasn't her dying wish to see Snow and Charming get married, which she did see because Lancelot married them. But maybe she has unfinished business because she gave her first baby away, which would explain kind of how they're bringing it up now. True. But maybe she completed that finished business by helping David to marry Snow or by letting Snow drink that water from Lake Nostos and be able to have a child. Yeah. So I don't expect we'll see her, but I would be interested to see that James and David reunion. <laughs> That's, I just realized, yeah, in this episode that they've never actually interacted before. Yeah, except as babies. Right. Well, these are our initial reactions here and just what stood out to us about this episode. We'd love to hear your feedback, some of your thoughts and theories about what's going on, especially I think one of the big talking points for us will be talking about Zelina and Hades in our upcoming full discussion on Wednesday at 7 p.m. So here's how you can send us your feedback. Email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or you can go to the website oncepodcast.com slash 236 and comment on this episode or send a voice message through the website. All of the contact information is in there in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 236. So we'd love to include your feedback. And it'd be best if you could get that to us 
by afternoon of Wednesday. So that way Corbin can sort it for us into our notes that we'll be making for our upcoming full discussion. And if you're ever unsure when we'll be live, just go to oncepodcast.com slash live. And that has our schedule there and a little countdown for our next upcoming live event. The best way that you can help the podcast Even if you can't afford to support the podcast financially, what you can do that helps us even more is by sharing the episodes with your family, friends, anyone that you know is interested in Once Upon a Time or trying to figure out what's going on, send them to oncepodcast.com. And for this episode specifically, send them to oncepodcast.com slash 236. Please go there yourself and click on the tweet buttons, Facebook button, the Google Plus button, Reddit, Pinterest, all of that stuff. Share it out with the world and we'd be very grateful for that. You can connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Aaron on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. Remember to come back for our upcoming full discussion and subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed already over at oncepodcast.com slash 236. And until next time, remember, one should never mess with the Brothers Jones. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be one of those heroes yourself, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.